Welcome in Audio Bistro. We got episode 11 with Benoit. Um, Benoit, you are an EDM producer, a DJ. Um, listening to your music, I kind of call your style like a uh, like poolside techno. Um, you know, it's not like it's not like face melting like Mala or wax motif kind of um, shit, but it's an easy vibe, you know, booty bumping type of techno. Um, and so that kind of makes sense to the last show you just played. Uh, we'll talk about that, but welcome on, man. Thank you so much for coming on with us, with me. Thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah. It's awesome to be, awesome to be here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I heard your music. Like I said, it's really just like a chill techno type of vibe. Um, lots of your sets, you kind of incorporate that, that style as well. So, um, I kind of listen to it, got some on some playlists and I love when it come ac comes across the playlist when I'm just, you know, vibing in the car a little bit. Great for summertime, just easy, easy going vibes. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense then just to really dive into your latest set here. You just played, um, it's called what? The Pool House. Um, I, was, I think that was in LA, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was at uh, the SLS Beverly Hills. Okay. Um, Ooh. My uh, good friend, uh, Daniel Schematics, he has an event. <clears throat> He's running an event company called Above the Clouds, and they throw a bunch of parties there and around LA. Um, yeah, it was super fun, man. Hell yeah. I mean, it, it looks sick. So it looked like it was like, again, for like a birthday set. Um, right. Is, is that what it was a birthday set? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So the main man, uh, schematics, yeah. who, you know, runs the events is his birthday. Okay. Um, yeah. And it was funny. Like I, I did a little troll, like at the beginning of my set, I recorded myself saying like, happy birthday. We oh like pitched God. it up like seven <laughs> semitones. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, funny. I mean, I mean, it, it, I, I always thought it'd be cool. I always had like these like minor aspirations to be a DJ one set, but you know, I obviously never end up going that route. Um, I mean, but having that perspective from both sides of the DJ booth, um, do you prefer what side do you prefer being on? The side partying, having a good time in the pool, enjoying the sun, getting wet, or being on the side, um, getting the free drinks probably, and DJ making everyone vibe. I mean, both, dude. Just being a no, part no, no. of it. Either, you get to pick one. Either way, you get to pick one. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> All right, I'd say I'd say behind the decks then for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I, honestly, like I'm really not much of a DJ. Like my, I'd say my skills are mainly in producing like mm -hmm. original music, like making unique shit. Um, but I mean, there's. And you know, there's no better feeling than like playing your own music for like a crowd of people and just like for sure. just seeing people, seeing people vibe. So behind the decks for sure. Yeah, I guess I, I can imagine, you know, getting that crowd reception of your own stuff. I kind of talked about that with a previous guest. Um, just like that internal feeling of like that satisfying feeling of like, wow, okay, people, I can actually see people loving my music. This is fucking really cool. I mean, one of the more unique parts about being a DJ and a music producer at the same time, you can kind of, I mean, obviously like all the big names, they do that now and, um, get their reception. But, um, you know, did you get a chance to play that new remix of yours? I mean, we'll talk about that. Did you get a chance to re uh, play uh, royalty I believe, by, uh, Maria, is it Maria or Maria Ellis? Yeah. Maria Ellis. Yeah. She, she's get, the homie. Shout out Maria. Shout I, Maria. I didn't get a chance to play it. Um, it's funny, man. Like I was playing earlier on in the day. So when I was preparing for the set, I was really just not sure like where I could take it energy wise. So I prepared mm -hmm. definitely a lot more on like the chill kind of loungy side. So, mm -hmm. um, sorry, sorry Maria, nice. I couldn't play our track. Um, but then I get there, turns out, um, 
it was like pretty lit and like I had to keep the energy going. So I definitely could have wasn't ready to. Dude, that's all right. I mean, it's a pool party. It I would hope it'd be lit. I mean, and then I mean, that's part of your job is to keep it lit. Did it work out? Did everyone stay vibing the whole time? Yeah, it worked out. I definitely it took me like a little bit to feel it out, like two or mm -hmm. three tracks, but after that, yeah, I was I was in it. I was in the zone. That's so interesting. I mean, do you have to ever, I mean, personally, I mean, maybe like you said, DJ is not your like biggest thing. Producing is more so your, your main wheelhouse, but like, um, from a DJing perspective, have you ever had to like, you know, kind of last minute fixing some stuff into your set that maybe you weren't planning for, or you had like, you know, just in case this, the vibe kind of is shifting this way, I have this ready, you know, what's like that preparation, like when, before you're about to hit into that, you know, that atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, I mean, this set in particular, like I said, you know, I prepared super chill, but luckily, you know, on my, you know, thumb drive, I have a bunch of other different playlists from like other sets I've played, um, you mm. know, still on there. So, okay. you know, for that situation, I was like, shit, all right, dug back in a other playlist I had, grabbed some more high energy music from there. And um, yeah, super glad I, you know, kept all the old music on there because otherwise like i would have been kind of fucked hell yeah hey that's what hey you get paid you get paid you might as well have your backups on that right um yeah but like you know with, with, with this new project royalty um it recently released um uh, you know what made you or i don't know if you, maybe you knew maria going into that but like what made you want to work on that project with her yeah man so i mean maria and i go way back to our first okay. year of college is where we met we met uh <clears throat> at school in boston and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was one of those things, there's, you know, this classic thing in, you know, the music community, like, oh, we should totally collab, like, and then it just never fucking happens. Well, Been yeah, Marie and I were, were always, <laughs> yeah, Marie and I were always talking about making something together and like, just never really happened. You know, we had like a demo or two there, um, here and there, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, she hit me up to, to remix, um, you know, this song. And immediately I was just like, fuck yes, dude. Like, I love the original. And, you know, some tracks I hear them, you know, people will ask me to remix them. Sometimes I'll be like, eh, I don't know. And then sometimes I'll just hear it immediately. Like, I'll know exactly what it's going to sound like after, you know, yep. just getting the request to do it. So, yeah, she hit me up to do it. She was like, you got two weeks. And I was like, let's go. Busted it out. And you got yeah, two super weeks. on it. She hit you with that fierce deadline too. <laughs> yeah, and dude, honestly, I prefer it, man. Cause you know, yeah, uh, I think it was like Van Keeps Gogh or ball. some shit said, like, "Oh, art is never finished." You know, like you could just work on a track forever. And not nah, deadlines. Yeah. I love deadlines. It helps me get shit done. Dude, deadlines are like the real deadlines are the real homie. Hate them or love them, deadlines keep you on your ball, keep you on your shit. And uh, I, I had that problem producing when I was producing music myself. Like I just, I, like you just said, I, I would take forever. Just, I would just try to pick apart the smallest little things like, Oh, I could just like move this a tiny bit or I could change this a tiny bit. And then before you know it, that track never finishes. It's just like a whole shit. It becomes a whole shit show that was completely avoidable. So yeah, deadlines clutch need them. Um, stick to your calendar as they say. Um, what was I going to say then? Oh, uh, that reminds me, you, you mentioned kind of the remix. You can kind of just like hear it. You just know it's easy. It just comes out. Like it, I, when I, again, just when I hear a song, maybe, maybe you do this, 
when I hear a song, like a cool, like just casual song, even if it's just like a regular pop song, I'll also sit, like start hearing the remix in my own head, even if I'm just going along and I'm not even trying to produce something. Like, I can just like see like, oh, wow, this could like divert into such a cool remix if someone just does this. You ever just find yourself going down that weird rabbit hole as you listen to a song? Just like, oh, wow, I should probably remix this song like right fucking now. Yeah, totally, man. Honestly, I feel like my friends do it a lot more than I do. Like, they'll hit me up being like, yo, you should remix this. And, like, it's something I would never think myself to remix, but turns mm -hmm. out to be, like, a fucking great idea. And <laughs> Yeah. So, how, that's usually how it goes. I wish I could execute it better, but, no, I, I, my dumb brain always would go, there's like, wow, this song needs a remix. It's so good, but it needs a remix. Um, hey, let me know, dude. Doesn't if <laughs> If you want me to remix something, just hit me up. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll just start just dropping you all the songs like, dude, remix this, please. Remix this, please. But uh, the song that doesn't need remixing is your biggest track on Spotify, Too Soon. That's the one. That's how I got turned on to your music. Started listening to your catalog a little bit. Uh, was Too Soon. Um, and that one actually got added to Spotify shuff uh, Shuffle Syndrome, which I know I am. I am balls deep in that one a lot, as I'm sure a lot of people are. Um, so surely a lot of people obviously heard this song. Um, you know, when that happens for you, I guess maybe it's different for everyone, for, but for you, you know, what kind of doors did that open in terms of being added onto a huge playlist like that? And then, you know, just the doors opening in terms of maybe other artists recognizing the music or just like, you know, you just get some new fans flooding to your page that way. It, it opens all the doors, man. I mean, I, from my perspective in today's music industry, playlisting is number one, like above everything, you know, in terms of making connections, like meeting this gentleman right here, um, you know, having it go on to other playlists, like privately run playlists. And then also, um, you know, like radio stations like Sirius XM, yep. a lot of the time they dig for music on Spotify, Apple music playlists. So, um, it definitely is just huge. It creates so many opportunities. And honestly, I'm just like super grateful to, you know, be on there. And it's, it's surreal seeing myself with like, you know, people who I've looked up to and, you know, listened to forever. Right. Dude, what a weird, strange thing. All like, you know, major media has come to like podcasting. I'm obviously way fucking late in the game and starting podcasting, you know, I'm like five, six, seven years late and getting into podcasting, but like, Look at like all the major media that comes to podcasts and the news that so many people get their news from different podcasts, not like the actual, you know, mainstream news. And then like music, like you said, so many artists get found and recognized through playlists now, which is just kind of, I mean, that wasn't really a thing that long ago. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of just like the way that that shift into music going into, yeah, getting recognized by playlist because i mean a lot of the artists i've br brought on and a lot of art a lot of artists wow jesus christ i can't talk a lot <laughs> of the artists that i've talked to and reached out to have been through just finding them on playlists and be like wow this is sick music why don't more people you know hear this let's make them hear this it's um kind of a crazy world we've we've entered in that in that regard in terms of just the way things are shifting and how music you know guys like you are getting recognized now um so, so that's awesome i'm glad to hear it What's the what's the greatest in your opinion the best edit you've ever done? Whether it's like so I I know it's on your pool house remit. You were you did like a Drake edit and it was pretty fucking it was pretty savvy. So like maybe obviously you can't release that on Spotify, um, but like uh, without Drake's permission. Um, 
So what's the best edit you've done like for a show set or just like in general? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Um, so I want to say one of my favorite edits I've done is um, I edited a little mashup of Give It To Me Baby by Rick James with uh, with like an <laughs> old ass like Chris Lorenzo track or it might be cause and effect. It's called Incredible. But um, okay. just like super bizarre, like kind of just funny, um, but it still goes fucking hard. Um, yeah. yeah, that's probably one of my favorite edits I've done. Incredible by Cause and Effect with Give It To Me Baby by Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to hear those now. And, it, and also, maybe Drake should show some love for that edit you just you did. It. That was pretty outstanding. That was pretty nice. Um, Dude, I'll have hey, to Drake. just throw it on TikTok. Just push it there. And I feel like that would hey, be Drake, the best I know way to get to him. Yeah. Drake, I know you got I know you're busy, but I know you got fifteen seconds to check this out. It's pretty nice. Knowing Drake, <laughs> you know, he's 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 embraced that uh like the full like pop version of Drake now these days, it seems like. So he should he should make his way over to that that uh that edit. Have you ever gotten to the more like heavy just knowing your genre a little bit, have you gotten like have you just messed around making like face melting type of techno shit? Like like I mentioned yeah. earlier, like maybe Valentino. Or Valentino Khan, Lex Motif, you know, those guys. Dude, it's it's funny, man. Like, when looking at my, like, career arc and, like, my journey as a producer, the older I get, like, the more toned down and chill my music is getting. Like, when I was making music when I was, like, 16, 17, 18, that's the kind of shit I was making. Just, like, fucking, like, bangers on bangers. Like maybe it's like all the fucking <laughs> testosterone running through my blood or Oh yeah. <laughs> but like yep. yeah, it was, just, it was just banger after banger. And then like yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it. like as I've developed my taste and style, I've kind of found like this middle ground of like, you know, stuff you can mm -hmm. chill to, you know, like just listen to in the car, just chilling. You know, but it also translates to like a dance floor in the club, and I feel like that's kind of been oh yeah my goal as a producer is like hitting that middle ground. You know, just because it's it's more accessible. You know, just for more situations in life. Yep, absolutely. No, like you said, like the pool party that you all just did. I mean, your music is perfect for that. Like it's great for just chilling by the pool, a sunny day. You know, like a beach party type of thing, or just like casual good club music like it really it is it's like that it's it is really good the way you said it, it's a good middle ground between like you know just regular dance music and techno you're kind of like in that middle you're looking to chill just like it's nice it's great for like like that, that beach party or the pool party was a perfect example of where your music is ideal for um so i and there's obviously a space for it. i mean there's so many heavy techno dudes out there it's just you can't even keep track of them anymore um, but like that chill techno is like a very, it's, it's kind of unique. I don't, I feel like I don't come across it enough. I don't know. Are you, are you tied with other guys who make similar type of stuff? Guys or girls who make similar type of music like that? Um, yeah, I'd say a few. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of producer friends who make like all different types of stuff. Like I got friends who make mm -hmm. like crazy rhythm dubstep and friends who make just like, you know, your, your, you know, typical tech house and, and everything, you know? Um, yeah, we're all doing our different thing though, and um, yeah, you know, it, music is wild how different it can be like that. There's like, there's not I, genres are just impossible to find anymore. Everything's just all all over the damn place with genres, I guess these days. True. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening to like the main Apple Music 
playlists for dance. It's like, it's a lot of the same genre, <laughs> like just pop EDM. Yup. Um, but not like, yep. there's definitely so much awesome music out there. That's like pushing the boundaries and mm -hmm. that's what I'm all about, dude. I'm yep. all about like the weird, unique Hell yeah. stuff. Like, give me all of it. Hell yeah. Give me all of it. Yeah. I was literally about to say, give me all of it. <laughs> so that's like perfect two words right out of my mouth. Um, but like with all those, you kind of talked about dubstep <clears throat> and all those different genres. I'm sure this was quite present at one of the other shows you recently played or festivals you recently played at was that Cosmic Gardens Festival. Um, was that back in April? I think it was. Um, there's some other solid DJs on that set. It was kind of a wide spectrum of, you know, like we just talked about different genres of DJs, guys who kind of, guys and girls who do their own little thing out there. I think the one I recognized the most, I think, was Maximo. 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 Yeah. Was on that, was on that set too. Um, so, and now this this Cosmic Gardens Festival is not just, you know, your casual poolside party, right? This is a festival vibes and people are doing some weird shit, getting pretty vibrant with it, I'm sure. Uh, you know, so like how was that atmosphere and, you know, were with people picking up what you were putting down? Dude, that was so fun. Like I really didn't know what to expect because it was the first time that they were throwing it. Um and mm -hmm. uh Oh, you were on the first one. That was the first ever Cosmic Gardens yep, festival. First ever Cosmic Gardens, yep. Um, oh shit. Yeah. And like going into it, you know, didn't really know what to expect other than it was a camping festival in the mountains, in the Jumu mountains of San Diego. And like, I'm, I'm like a big tree hugger nature boy. So like immediately I was just like, fuck yeah, it's going to be dope. Um, and yeah, it turned out, it turned out awesome, dude. Shout out fest vibes for making that happen. It was fucking sick. Um, but yeah, went super well. And, um, you know, I'm just grateful to be getting in that experience of like playing different, you know, kind of atmospheres, you know, different events. Um, yeah, really sick. And, uh, actually quick plug fest vibes is throwing a, another festival called sky fest. It's basically a skydiving music festival at like a drop zone. Um, that's August 27th. So if you're trying to skydive and go to a music festival, check out Skyfest August 27th. So you're landing, you're you're dropping out of the sky, you're landing and you're getting down, you're instantly just go straight into rage mode. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Oh fuck, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that okay. I funny that you say that. I just talked about my absolute fear of skydiving in my last episode uh with the sunbathers and um now that we bring up some or uh, skydiving again, I think this is a sign. I think it's a sign that I have to get my ass out there and maybe that one sounds sick. I, if I'm going to skydive, I want to rage at the end of it and knowing that I survived that shit, nothing could be better than walking into some <laughs> heavy headbangers as soon as I get down there. That's a cool concept. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. My, so my older brother, Zach, shout out Zach. What's up, man? Um, he, he has like his, his skydiving license. He's a tandem instructor. So he's the dude, like you strap yourself to when you jump out of the airplane. Um, and, and yeah, he's good friends with, you know, I need me as that. <laughs> yeah. He's, and he's good friends with, uh, you know, the fest vibes dudes, the one who, the ones who threw cosmic gardens and everything. So it was pretty much their, oh, shit. their okay. brainchild of a music festival. Wow. That's pretty fucking unique. I'm all about that. That is, that's cool. Okay, so let me throw this at you. If you could play one show or one festival, okay, you can play one festival, but then you can never play another festival or show again. Which festival is taking your soul? 
Damn. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> for festival, uh, I want to say uh, Shambhala up in, uh, up in BC. Uh, you familiar with that one? Which Shambhala? One was that? Shambhala. Yeah. And it's where? It's in, uh, it's in like the Vancouver area in BC. Um, oh, no. That's pretty. That's like right north of me. I'm in Seattle, so it's not too far north of me. Now you got me thinking. I'd never heard of shit. that. Shit. Well, yeah, definitely check it out. And I say that just because, like, it just seems like the, the vibes are, like, fucking on point. I'm pretty sure it's, like, a no no alcohol festival. Like, they don't serve alcohol there. And it's, like, it's very much about just, like, the community. Like, you know, again, it's, like, another, like, in the heart of nature kind of festival. And, um yeah, it just like that, that's definitely my dream festival for sure. And if I could only play one and so never pick, play, you pick that one. Yeah, definitely. You pick Shambhala over Electric Forest. Then talk about in the talk about in the uh, woods. You're right, dude. You're, you're definitely right. People are always gassing <laughs> up Electric Forest, and I'm like, yeah, like I'll make it there one day. Um, that's what I say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you could throw Electric Forest up there too. Yeah, just. And just a, a dope, like, you know, music festival out in the wilderness with, like, you know, a stacked lineup and, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I would I would kill for some Electric Forest vibe. That's a that's a bucket list show for sure. And then, um, um, I don't know, something about, maybe it's just, like, a mainstream idea at this point, but, like, seeing Armin Van Buren live just seems like any lover of techno or EDM or dance, it's like, I, I mean... I feel like you have to like cross check it off your list that yeah I saw Armin Van Buren just like or like you know Don Diablo or Tiesto like the big three in that that genre I feel like yeah wherever they go I have to be at one of those big shows one day I don't really care where it is but I feel like it's just one of those things it's like again maybe it's mainstream maybe it's me oh, am I wrong feeling like seeing Armin Van Buren could was like I have to do thing I uh, for festival I'd, lovers I'd say so yeah definitely I mean just general lovers of electronic. <laughs> you know, or dance music, I'd say he's, you know, definitely something you got to go see. Like, I've never been huge on, on Armin or, you know, trance. Um, but after seeing him live, I saw him mm -hmm. at EDC. After seeing him, I was like, I fucking love trance. Like, <laughs> you know. It, oh, so you got to see Armin. How fucking sick was it, dude? It was great, dude. Like, I didn't have, like, the highest hopes because, like I said, I wasn't, like, a huge fan or didn't love trance or anything. But like after seeing him, I I was blown away, dude. I was I was just like, this guy's fucking awesome, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it was great. <laughs> I'm sure that was a I'm sure that was a hell of a light show too. I mean, I've watched enough of his like live sets, just like sporadically across like social media, and they look so fucking cool. Um, I feel like I feel like that big one. I'm, I am jealous. I've I've yet to be to an EDC. Like I feel like I'm not even an expert to talk on this shit because I have not been to just something as simple as an EDC in the Americas anywhere. Uh, so I still have that on my on my list, my to do list. Um, but aside from festivals, now we can, we'll, we'll divert. Uh, a little birdie once told me that there's some new music on the way from you, Benoit. So spill the tea. You know what's the lowdown on that? Yeah, man, tons of shit in the vault, like too much and uh, sort of just overthinking, trip myself up about like, you know, what order to release them in. Like, uh, should I wait longer to like try and land them on a bigger label or something? But um, nah, I got tons of shit coming, you know, I'd say probably three, four or five more releases the rest of the year. I'm hoping for once a month. Um, 
but yeah, expect a little bit of everything. Expect a little bit more of the, you know, the chill kind of pool party vibes and then expect some, you know, like some some dirty, trippy tech house. Um, <laughs> maybe some pop in there. A little bit of everything. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, what's a, when you're kind of working with labels then, you know, what's, what's that process look like? You know, is it, I mean, I kind of, I, all I remember in my time was like submitting music to certain people and then just constantly receiving no's. Like how many no's are you getting before you get like that final, like, yes, or just, you just got a plug that you can just get right on in. You know, I probably should be getting more no's, but the fact of the matter is that I'm really not, <laughs> I'm really not submitting that much music to labels. Honestly, the, uh, the idea mm -hmm. of eventually being independent is really intriguing to me and it, it's honestly ideal. Um, you know, it is, yeah. it is a little bit harder of a path to take, but I think, you know, uh, you know, the reward at the end is, you know, better than anything you could ask for. So I probably should be getting more no's because I should be submitting more music, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Just dreaming about the whole indie thing, like making it happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, every no is, is good. It's a good thing. It's something to drive you to keep moving forward and, um, you know, just give you some perspective because, you know, uh, so too soon going back to too soon i submitted that like everywhere like every label you can think of i sent too soon to and just denied everywhere all around just no 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 and like just me personally in my head i was like this track is fucking amazing and like mm -hmm. this is so bizarre that nobody's taking it and um isn't that weird? Isn't that fucking strange? Like you, you think you got the the gold. I I feel like I've seen this a million times. You feel like you got the gold mine, and you just this is like your best work. This is like your baby right here. And then like just other a different person's ear says, "What is this garbage that people are sending me?" I, I'm not calling too soon garbage. I love the song, but like that's it's such a weird thing that one how it goes from one person, and you're obviously submitting it to or sending it to people who are you know the right people they, they share the same type of music the same vibe um you know it's up there up their alley this song and it's just so strange how someone else can hear it and be like mm, nah that ain't it but like to your ear it's like oh my god how can i just make this every fucking time so that's a strange thing yeah strange i mean story. my answer to that would just be like just business you know in the end music is a business and <laughs> um and you know and in, yep. in business you know there's there's risk taking um, and a lot of businesses don't feel like taking the risk when they can do something that they know will work. You know, I personally, I think too soon. It's like, you know, it's not your average track. You know, I pride myself on making stuff that's, you know, sort of unique, like left field. And, um, you know, I just think a lot of labels just don't want to take that risk. And, uh, yeah, but that, and that's the, that's the thing is i'm i'm a risk taker dude like i want to do shit that i want to do shit that's different i want to do shit that's unique and um you know i i think doing shit independently is a good way to just take those risks and do whatever the fuck you want and not care hell yeah dude that's a it's a great way to go about it i mean yeah it turns out audio bistro is not just business management one-on-one 
um, starter course. Uh, but dude, the indie thing, I feel like I, I love that. I respect that. I have to think, I feel most of the folks I've talked to so far are pretty much, you know, independent themselves. And it's like, not like being independent takes away. Obviously being independent gives you maximum freedom to create exactly what you want to create and not have any restrictions, but, you know, creating your own deadlines, your own timelines, your own vibe, and really not being bound to anything by like what anyone else is telling you to do. I mean, labels are great. Management is great. That support is great. And, you know, what, obviously what they can do for your career is amazing, but like an independent artist, there's so many of them out there that at least start independent can gain a massive following because they're, you know, like you just said, they're doing something that literally is different. They're kind of experimenting with different shit. Um, like, you know, your genre is a little different than the normal techno or the normal, just like club. It's like a happy medium of like chill house, chill techno type of shit. And it's, it's really nice. And it's perfect for better settings that, you know, techno isn't great for that other type of, you know, chill, maybe like a lesser Kygo type of vibe is not great for, um, so I totally respect that, and I I appreciate you pushing that the independent vibe for sure, man. But yeah. I mean, quick quick Why side note, right? like big shout out Brooklyn Fire Records for you know signing too soon, um, you know, because they're they're all about you know taking the risk, and uh, you know they're like a smaller independent label, mm-hmm. um, you know they're all about you know just putting out the the more unique stuff that um, you know is underappreciated. Uh, so yeah. Big shout out Brooklyn Fire for for signing that, putting it out. Brooklyn Fire picking up the fire, baby. It's got it in their name, but yeah, that's a thing. And those I've I've seen just in my journey with like starting this podcast, I've seen a lot of those like smaller labels and trying to talk with them and maybe try to connect with their roster a little bit because again, I really appreciate the people who find those. You know, people trying to do something different, pick them up like Brooklyn Fire did with you know your song too soon. And then it leads to discovery. It, you know, obviously it helped get us to this point. Too soon was the first song of the years I heard. And, you know, here we are. So it's that kind of stuff that leads to this. And like I said, I would never bash what labels and management can do for an artist. But I, like, I just ultra appreciate that independent mindset of, you know, being you. Expressing yourself through music is kind of like the joy and love of music. And that's, you know, a big reason why I started this. You know, there's people pouring their souls like you do into their music and what makes them happy and picking them up and finding a way to support that. Like, um, like you know, again, here we are. So. Hell yeah, man. Shout out Brooklyn Fire and all those labels. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben Wall, um, okay, let's do this. Before we end it, what can you give us in terms of the timeline for new music? What are you thinking here? Are we thinking late August? Are we thinking September? What are we thinking <clears throat> here? Yeah, late August for sure. It's happening. This is, this is me holding it's myself happening. accountable. Late August. Deadlines. We're doing deadlines, baby. <laughs> yeah. Business Management 101, we're on it. Hell yeah, man. Okay, man. Thank you, thank you so much for coming on, Benoit. Um, we will obviously be having Benoit will be featured on some of the playlists on AudioBistro.co. You can definitely see his music will be on his page. He'll be featured on the website. It'll be easy to check him out. Check out the music. He, you know, we talked about how important playlists are. AudioBistro's playlists are building up, starting to gain some traction here. He's going to be at the top of. Um, uh, some audio bistro playlist so check out his music there of course check out his um music on his own spotify you don't want to plug the you want to plug your instagram quick plug your page really yeah quick. absolutely instagram at benoit music b-e-n-w-a-h um and uh yeah i gotta get on my social media game because i'm pretty terrible at it honestly <laughs> don't uh, we all 
Yeah, also TikTok. I think it's at Benoit Music as well. Um, I just post like all kinds of random shit there. So um, yeah, Benoit Music everywhere. Cool. Well, thank you so much, man, for coming on. It was a a great pleasure talking to you and um, look forward to sharing more from you coming up. Absolutely, man. Austin, thank you so much for having me, bro.